morning, everyone. Glad to see you on this beautiful day this morning. I tell you what, I can't imagine being anywhere but outside right this moment because it is gorgeous. Uh, I have a couple of praises and prayer requests this morning. Uh, first of all, uh, we are thanking God this morning for the news and the work that Jimmy Mullis has done. And uh, I'm sure she'll be glad to tell you all about it. And I saw that Jimmy was work was watching this morning. So good morning, and we love you, Jimmy. Um, also, um, uh, wanted to let you know that Steve Wheeler uh, will be having surgery on Wednesday of this week in Birmingham. So please keep Steve and Nancy Wheeler in your prayers. Uh, especially on Wednesday, and uh, I understand that PJ will be going to the Cancer Center this week, and hopefully he'll have some more information and want him to know that we're praying for him as well during the week. Um, also, continue to keep Miss Ruth in your prayers. Um, she's had something else going on. We're not sure what, but uh, I'll let you know as soon as we know. Um, also, I want a big thank you this morning uh, for Kim Walls for providing our dog summer music from last week, uh, to Delane Hansen for providing the organ music for this week, and for Marion Adele who has brought these beautiful flowers for us to enjoy this morning. So, uh, just want to make those few announcements before we go into our prayer time. So if you would join me as we pray together this morning. Gracious Father God, we just thank you so much for the beauty of this day. And Lord, it is so tranquil until you stop and you begin to hear the birds as you hear an occasional frog in the background, Lord, as you hear the wind rustling through the trees, and Father, just those few signs alone are reminders to us that you are alive and well and you are with us. And Father, we thank you for that. Lord, we just lift up to you this morning, Steve Wheeler, who will be going for surgery on Wednesday in Birmingham. We pray, Lord, that you grant him safe travels as they go. Be with he and Nancy as they prepare for Wednesday. <coughs> as they prepare for Wednesday and get ready for this surgery. And Lord, we just ask that you guide the physician's hands and that this surgery will be a success. And Lord, we pray that you be with Steve during the recovery period. Lord, and let he and Nancy both know that we are with them in prayer, even though we can't be with them physically right now, Lord. And we just ask that they feel our presence along with your presence as they go throughout this week. Father, also for PJ, as he goes to the Cancer Center, Lord, we pray your wisdom with the doctors there as they look at PJ's situation, Lord, and they decide exactly the best way to treat this cancer that PJ has. 
Lord, we just thank you that we can call on you at times like this. And Lord, we also lift up to you, Miss Ruth. We don't know what's going on, Father, but we thank you that you do and you are with her. So Father, just continue to be with her as the doctors look and try to decide what's what's going on and how it can best be treated, Father. As we enter this week, um, a new week, Lord, of safer at home, according to our governor, Lord, may we continue to use the good sense that you have given us. And Lord, you prompt us when and where to move and if and when to move, Lord. And we just trust your prompting in this time, Father, and we continue to look to you for our hope, for our strength, Lord, for our coping of this time. If there are those that are having a hard time with this, Father, we just pray an extra measure of comfort from you for them, Father. And for those that are watching, Lord, that this has not been something that is troubling lord but they have gifts to offer lord let them reach out to those who might be struggling right now and father we thank you for those encouragers that we all have in our lives and most especially here in this church and we just thank you lord for the gifts that you have given them and lord as we move forward as we begin thinking and talking about reopening Father, we're quick to admit we don't have a clue what that's going to look like. We understand, Lord, that it will be different. But, Father, we have to continue to keep our trust in you and know that you are in even those decisions, Father. So just give us your wisdom as we begin these conversations carefully and slowly. And Father, thank you for this gift of home that we've been given, this time away from the world, Lord. I, I can remember in the busyness of how it was before the quarantine, Father, that we would pray for those times, that we could slow down, that we could enjoy life, that we could spend more time with family, uh, that we could order our lives. And Lord, you have gifted us with those very things. So let us continue to take advantage of that and to give you thanks and praise for that gift as well. Father, continue to be with those that are sick right now, Father, be it with the COVID-19 or other illnesses and diseases. Father, continue to be with our healthcare workers and all of those workers, Lord, that have been deemed essential. And Lord, that list is long. There are so many people that I think we have tended to take for granted, Lord. And so we just lift those up to you right now and just continue to empower them and continue to minister to them and to keep them going as they continue to fight and to nurture and to take care of us, Lord. So we just lift up these things for you, Father, and again, we lift up our leaders as decisions continue to be made, Lord, and there may be some that are rescinded, but Lord, we just trust that 
all measures are going into the making of these decisions. And Lord, we just give you the praise and the glory. We thank you for these gifts. We thank you for this gift of nature. We thank you for the gift of family, be it church family or natural family, Father God. And we just continue to praise your name. And we thank you most especially, Lord, for your son Jesus. And it's in his name that we pray this morning. Amen. Our scripture this morning comes from Matthew 18, beginning with verse 21 and reading through verse 35. Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. Hear now the word from the Lord in Matthew's gospel. Then Peter came and said to him, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, Not seven times, but I tell you, seventy-seven times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him, and as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold, together with his wife and children and all their possessions, and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of that slave released him and forgave him the debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he said, Pay what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he would pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as his Lord handed him over, or as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he could pay his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of the word. Let us pray. Almighty God, it seems such a simple thing to forgive those who have either wronged us or owe us, Lord. But this is your will. And it's not for any personal gain, Lord. It's not forgiving or forgetting. But Lord, it's hearing with our hearts 
and trusting you in that process of forgiveness. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Woke up on the wrong side of the bed, the wrong side of the room, the wrong side of the world. These are some of the lyrics from Sarah Graves' song entitled, How Is It Between Us? The song goes on to talk about how everything seems to be just a little bit off kilter. And she can't quite put her finger on why or what is wrong. Finally, she realizes in the song, it is because of her relationship with God. She hasn't talked to him in a while. So she's asking, how is it between us? When I thought about this song, I thought that pretty much might sum up our scripture this morning. The heart of Sarah's message was the same as the message from our text. How is it between me and you? How is it? between the king and the slave? How is it between the slave and his fellow slave? How is it between God and us? They were in Capernaum and Jesus was having a teaching moment with his disciples just prior to Peter coming to ask Jesus the question on forgiveness. Jesus is talking about the discipline between the church. Jesus is encouraging the confrontation of others for those offenses that threaten Christian fellowship. I feel like today we have come a long way from that teaching. In most of our churches, we hear things like forgive and forget, or forgive, it's good for your heart. Don't ripple the waters, just forgive. Do the right thing, forgive. We are encouraged to settle things as quickly and quietly as possible. Even some important issues happening in our churches sometimes are slipped under the rug so as not to ruffle any feathers. But it is just those kinds of teachings that don't allow for confrontation. It is that kind of teaching that makes for unhealthy people, if you will, and unhealthy congregations. As we have heard up to this point, confrontation does not have to be a negative thing. It may not be easy, but there are rewards even in confrontation. We have taken the easy way out for so long that we have lost the art of working through a problem with other people. 
We don't know how to work on relationships anymore. If the problem is in a marriage, just get a no-fault divorce. If the problem is with a fellow church member, just change churches. If the problem is with a business, just sue that business and let the courts work it out. We don't know how to have a relationship with people anymore. If the king in our story had not had the opportunity for confrontation, then he wouldn't have been moved by compassion to offer the slave his forgiveness. Maybe at this point, we should put that word confrontation in proper context. According to Webster's Dictionary, confrontation could mean to face, to oppose, to bring into the presence of, to set together for comparison. And haven't we noticed all of those definitions within our scripture story for this morning? Peter faced Jesus when he asked him the question about forgiveness. The slave opposed his fellow slave over the smaller debt that was owed. The king brought the slave into the presence of the court. And Jesus set together for comparison the kingdom of God and the king and the slave to us as Christians. Now for me personally, confrontation is like a two-edged sword. It is necessary according to Jesus, but it's not an easy thing for me to do. Yet confrontation is also a way of accountability. It is easy to say, I forgive someone, but it's not until I come face to face with that individual and I confront them that I can truly tell if I've forgiven them from my heart. Not until we confront our relationship with God and see where we stand, where the things are that are blocking that relationship, will anything else be right in any of our relationships? Just like Sarah Grove's song, will always be on the wrong side of the bed, the wrong side of the room, the wrong side of the world. In Matthew's Gospel, three out of four references to forgiveness involve confrontation. And we certainly see plenty of confrontation in our parable this morning. This issue of confrontation and forgiveness was such an important issue for Jesus that he spoke about it in reference to worship. Do you remember? He taught the crowds that when you take your gift to the altar, 
and you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there. Go take care of the offense, that confrontation. Then come back to the altar. Most of us, when we hear that word confrontation, we immediately get uneasy. For the most part, confrontation breeds fear. It is a fear of failure, a fear of loss, a fear of abandonment, perhaps. Years ago, I was working as a part of a ministry team at Julia Tutwiler Prison. As a part of that weekend, I did a series of talks on forgiveness. I worked on those talks. I prayed, I worried. I got really honest with myself because I knew that if I did not, I could not convey the importance to those ladies at Julie Tutwiler to be completely honest with themselves. I was really nervous about doing those talks. And as I stood at the back of that chapel before I was to go down and to speak, I slowly looked across that room and I silently said goodbye to each and every one of the friends that I had there in that room. You see, I just knew that after I had given these talks that my friends would see me differently. They would not look at me the same way again. I just knew in my head and my heart that our relationships would be over. So I said my goodbyes silently from the back of the chapel. But as he always is, God was faithful. He was with me during that talk. And when I walked back up that aisle after the talk, I was overwhelmed by the love that I saw on the faces of my friends, the smiles, the reaching out of their hands, the acceptance, the love and support just filled that room. Confrontation is not easy. Nothing worthwhile really is. But it is necessary to be able to experience forgiveness with all of the grace and mercy that God builds into that experience. The message is clear, not only from the parable, but from Jesus' own words here in our text, where he says, so my heavenly Father will also do for every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. So I guess the question left for all of us to answer this morning is, how is it between us? How is it between you and me? How is it 
between you and God. Let us pray. Father God, this is such a scary thing when we begin to think about confrontation and confronting those that either owe us or have done us wrong, or Lord, even that we have done wrong to others. So Lord, we pray for your courage as we begin to ponder these situations in our hearts, as we begin to think about confrontation and all that that means, all of your grace and your mercy that can be poured into those moments Lord, our strength and our courage is in you. Help us, Lord. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.